Compliance is a profession where people work tirelessly to make the world a better place. And there are hundreds of amazing and inspiring women who have helped the field develop into what it is today. Great Women in Compliance is part of the Compliance Podcast Network. So join Mary Shirley and Lisa Fine as they talk with women in compliance who are making a difference. Hi, everyone. This is Mary Shirley, and you're listening to Great Women in Compliance. Today, we're going to be speaking with Yvette Lingham. Yvette Lingham is the Associate Director of Programming at C5 Communications Limited, which is a leading global events and business intelligence company, and she's based in London. Yvette is originally from Cameroon and has a French background as well. She was previously in Big Four and has a legal background before moving into compliance and is now doing events. So Yvette, a really interesting career progression there, and we typically see a lot of people moving from legal and into compliance at a later stage, and you've gone another step further. What was it like transitioning through the different steps, and would you recommend it to others? Yes, Mary, thank you very much for having me. Well, I mean, in terms of the career change and transitioning, I have to say that it wasn't difficult for me only because when I started with my first assignment with the UNDP, I definitely thought it would have been probably better for me to rather than focus on the micro economic cyber rather, sorry, the micro, but rather the microeconomy to understand better companies. And my choice was to move to a firm, a consulting firm. From then to go to the conference industry, it wasn't difficult at all, only because I was just changing my lifestyle, my work lifestyle, and I was still close to the legal community, legal topics, but doing things a little bit differently. So it was very interesting with the background of international trade and a little bit of tax as well. It was very interesting for me. And yeah, it wasn't complicated. I would definitely recommend that to any practicing lawyers or consultant who just for a certain time want to change a little bit their work, the way they work in law firms. We all know how intense it can be. And it's completely different with the conference industry. But you still have a foot within the industry anyway. Excellent. And within your position at C5, you're also the Women in Compliance Awards Director. Um, The award's being launched in 2015. What was the impetus for the Women in Compliance Conference and the associated awards events? Right. Now, the awards started first and the conference followed. So all of this actually started by a marketing analysis we decided to run within C5, specifically focusing on the events I was managing at that time. These were compliance events, anti-corruption, economic sanctions, export control, and customs compliance. So we decided just to understand actually who are buying those conferences and just understand where they come from, what sort of industries they are in, and which countries they're coming from. We also looked into the gender. And that's where we found out that actually 70% of the women in those roles who attended our conferences. But there was another finding as well, out of the 70% women in those roles, there were less than 10% in senior compliance roles. So we then decided, first of all, to celebrate what the 70% women were doing. And then we created these Women in Compliance Awards. In a way, it is a competition, but it's also an opportunity to showcase and demonstrate what these women are actually contributing to the compliance industry. Now, to kind of 
fill the gap or close the gap when it comes to the 10%, we thought it could be a good thing to develop a conference where women can learn skills, they can upgrade what they're doing to also be considered into those senior roles. So these are the two different missions those events actually have. Wonderful. And I understand that you're going to be doing some further research uh, now that you've got a few years behind you to find out more about the impact. What has been the feedback from women in the industry who have attended the conference and the awards? Well, the feedback is absolutely great. So I can say that we've seen actually since the beginning just a lot of growth. Many women being interested in joining the participating into the, the awards, but also attending the conference. There's more and more women coming. They are very interested in the fact that the speakers and the delegates of those events are very candid, they're very frank, and they're very supportive and ready to share their experience and also encourage other women to jump into the compliance role and also think about different ways to actually meet their expectation as compliance officers. They're also very interested in the technical topics that we develop at the conference. It is a combination of both. We want to make sure that women are, first of all, meeting the job description as a compliance officer or chief compliance officer, but also we're looking at potential hindrance that may prevent them from achieving that. And then we're addressing those issues by talking about them and having inviting people or women who have managed to find some solutions to these different things. So these are the type of things women are very interested in. And the last thing is the mentor-mentee. Because we have a mentoring program where we paired women with more experienced, complex women, and they benefit a lot on that. It's definitely a good idea for us, because we're discussing recently, to try to bring back past attendees and past mentees and mentors, just to get some testimonials to see exactly what these has changed into their life, into their working life, and what sort of implementation they've decided to do. Excellent. That sounds great. And I know that a lot of young ladies starting out in the industry can really do with having a mentor to inspire them. So knowing that attending the conference is a helpful way to identify a mentor and that you and your team will help with that, I think is fantastic. So Yvette, one of the things that really bugs me when I attend a conference is when the organizers have put in a like a dedicated slot for vendors who have sponsored the conference. And it may not even necessarily be about a hot topic that we know about, but it's more a vendor trying to sell a product or a service. So when you arrange for your conferences, what is it that informs your decision-making of the agenda for the conference? How do you gauge audience interest and determine hot topics? Well, I mean, as C5 is one of the leading conference organizing company, and we have actually a group of expert, industry expert in their fields. We do have lawyers and different type of professionals who are there actually to make a lot of, to conduct a lot of interviews, a lot of research calls, because that's the best way to really understand, first of all, what is current, what is timely, and what people need. So there's a skills in understanding what is a nice to know and in understanding what is a need to know. So through this conversation, through the training that we provide to our our professionals, producers, they can detect what is hot, what is important. And that is exactly what we're going to 
put into the conference agenda. Now, the speakers, when we go about picking the speakers, they have to be really relevant because they need to fit with the topic. It's actually us telling them what they should be speaking about rather than them bringing an agenda. I, I'm glad that you mentioned the point of, for example, of a sponsor or, or service provider. This is definitely something that we can control because we brief the speakers, we train them, and we inform them about the expectations. But when it comes to the delivery, sometime on the day on the podium, you don't know what happened, but they unfortunately sometimes, instead of speaking, they really just share what they do is it becomes a sales pitch. And this is not really good for them, but definitely after the conference, there's always a feedback because our job is, of course, to have those speakers to speak, but also sponsors to sponsor, but also to advise them on what is best for the conference, but also best for their own business. Wonderful, excellent. So turning now to the awards, what are the types of characteristics or achievements that the judges look for when considering winners for the awards? Well, I think the different things that they will look for, they're very independent, our judges, they're very independent in the way they approach that. But I'm saying there are a couple of things they will be definitely focusing on. First of all, from the different meetings I usually have with them, I understand that is they look for the project, they look for the achievement, you really understand whether it's real, realistic, what happened. They want to see something that is clearly explained, clearly described. For them, but also they will check all of the evidence, all of the supporting documents that was also brought to the submission, the testimonials, and then they also be looking at how innovative was the solution or how innovative was the achievement and what in the end and how it actually benefited to the company the person is working for or for the law firm. So there's a combination of things because to be outstanding you need to demonstrate something that has had a valuable result, a beneficial result to make that actually uh, work. I mean, these are the kind of things they look at and they want to see. It might be from a compliance officer or a partner or a practitioner lawyer. So that's what we, we always agree with them because that's what they share. Fantastic. So I think what you're saying is that it's not quite enough to say this person is really nice, they're very good at what they do. You really want to see some objective accomplishments that can be presented to the panel judging. Absolutely. And that's why the entry is very key. You see, we don't do this or what is not as some of the awards where you have the possibility to interview face-to-face, the shortlisted or things like that. We don't do that. So everything is in your entry. Everything is in the writing of the entry. Really demonstrate that. And yeah, it will work. It will be definitely the choice and it will be the winner. Super. And what advice would you give Yvette for anyone writing a nomination, hoping that it will stand out? I do have actually a set of three or four advice. The first one is definitely be clear on what you're saying. Be very specific on the description. Are you describing one project, two, three? What exactly is the project that you're trying to explain and what is the achievement you wanted to describe. Be very clear about that. But also bear in mind that you will be judged into the benefits, how measurable they are, what sort of saving you managed to secure for your company, what are the results of it, what has been generated. So the evidence you will be 
adding to back your submission are also important. There may be document, there may be a testimonial, there may be, um, I mean, any comments that either your colleagues, your peers, or even your clients may have said about that particular project. So definitely bear this in mind and just add it into your submission. That would definitely be something I will uh, recommend for all of the people who want to submit anything. And the last point would be get the help of the nominee, because in some of the cases, the entrance is different than the nominee. It's better to let her know that, hey, by the way, I'm actually writing an entry on your name or your behalf. Can you help me? Can you contribute? Because she's the only person best placed to demonstrate what she said or to share with you what she has done. So get that help, get her contribution and put all of the three points together. It's definitely, this can be a good submission. That's really helpful advice. Thank you, Yvette. And finally for today, how would you define a great woman in compliance? Well, that's very interesting. (laughs) Great woman in compliance. I think I'm going to try to just define it into three or four categories, three points. First for all, for me, a great woman in compliance should be a compliance subject matter expert in her speciality. I mean, by speciality can be an in-house person looking after antitrusts or competition law, can be a anti-corruption person or an expert control person, can be a I mean, any area of compliance, she absolutely needs to meet the job description for that. Secondly, that person, that woman in compliance, great woman in compliance, needs to be also an influencer in her role. She needs to always, always, all the time have an interest in the company in mind. I'm saying that because at some point in her career, her knowledge would be a given. So her knowledge is going to be the point to differentiate her. But I think the influence, to be influential, that skill would be what matters to get her up and up and up. So she needs to combine that as well. Of course, she also needs to have a very good personality. I mean, being kind, tough, but fair. That's definitely something I'm looking at in a good, great woman compliance. And then the last point would be to be capable of demonstrating solidarity with other women in compliance or other women in general, but also with the next generation. That would be my very simple definition of uh, who is a great woman in compliance. Thank you so much, Yvette, and thank you for speaking with us today. We invite you to join our LinkedIn page called Great Women in Compliance Podcast Community. Not only can you discuss topics mentioned in our podcast in further detail with Lisa, myself, and other listeners, but it's a great place to meet other women in compliance if you're looking for a mentor or a mentee. Lisa and I would be more than happy to introduce you to friends in the industry who may be a good fit for you. So come find us on LinkedIn. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Great Women in Compliance. We hope you'll join us in honoring the great women in the compliance field by subscribing to this podcast and leaving a review.